Oregon football fans have had to deal with more coaching turnover than they would probably like in the last couple of seasons. How should they feel about that? Specifically, how should they feel about Mario Cristobal now that he is down at Miami and he finally has hired a staff around him? All of that today. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. Remember, if you have not already, please like and subscribe wherever you are listening to the show. If you want to drop a nice comment, that always makes my day to know that you are enjoying listening to the show, which I enjoy doing for all of you. And if you want a question answered right here on the pod by me for everyone to hear, use the hashtag AskLODPod or go right to the DMs of my personal account at Smalls underscore 55 or at LockedOnDucks. Okay, so... I've been thinking about when I wanted to do today's episode. I've been thinking about it for a while, full disclosure, because it's been something that Oregon fans, in my experience and interacting with them online, have talked about and been thinking about. And I, I think that it's an important thing to discuss. And it's Mario Cristobal and the coaching turnover writ large. Now, this is the fourth head coach Oregon has had in the last six seasons or so, right? There was uh, Helfrich and then Taggart, Cristobal, and now we're into the Dan Lanning era. And I understand why Oregon fans get frustrated with that, but I don't think, especially in today's modern college football, you should do anything but expect this to be how it'll go. Will Dan Lanning be Oregon's coach in 10 years? I have no idea. I have said on this show before, he has a shocking number of similarities to Oregon men's basketball coach Dana Altman. So I would love for him to come to Oregon, win at a high level, grow to love it here, and just thrive. I mean, that's really what I would love to have happen. But is that something I can guarantee? No, I don't feel strongly one way or the other about whether or not that'll end up being the case. We might have a new coach in four years. We might not have another coach for 15 years. There's no real way to tell. And you just have to expect that that's the world world we live in, right? People of a younger generation, we move jobs a lot. And it's just the way that the world is going right now. And you should just be prepared for that. But I've noticed that Mario Cristobal is discussed a lot amongst Duck fans, and I think there's a reason for that, and I think that there's a way you should look at Oregon's former head coach now down in uh, in, in Florida coaching at Miami, of course, at his alma mater, and I, I understand why he comes up pretty often. I mean, I, I try to be involved in, in Twitter spaces, and there's all sorts of Oregon fans who are in there, and I, I look at the commentaries that, that people make, and I listen to Oregon fans who I know, and Mario Cristobal comes up pretty darn often. And I get it. When she dumps you, though you want, perhaps deep down, to take the moral high ground, it's easy to root for her next relationship to fail. It's just, it's a very natural human instinct. I've had that instinct at times as well for Mario Cristobal. 
But then I started thinking about it the other day. Is it reasonable for us as Duck fans to really, really root for him to fail? I think it's a way more justified feeling to to have for Willie Taggart. And I, I don't think you should spend an inordinate amount of time, generally speaking, spending an inordinate amount of time thinking about or worrying about someone who is no longer associated with the University of Oregon. And the reason I think it's more justified for Taggart is because Mario Cristobal was here for four years. Five if you count the year he spent as the offensive coordinator. And I know many of you will now laugh at the fact that Mario Cristobal was once an offensive coordinator. He was not the play caller Taggart was. It was you know more, more of an official title. He was on the offensive side of the staff and he recruited offensive linemen. Same things he did when he was the head coach. But Mario was at Oregon for four years. And one thing you have to be able to say if you're going to talk about this subject with a shred of honesty, he left the program better than when he found it. That is 100% true. And if you don't think that, you can stop listening to the show, No Hard Feelings. But I imagine that if you haven't thought about it before and you're thinking about it right now, you realize that what I'm telling you is, in fact, correct. And that's a noteworthy thing because he didn't come here for one year and then have his sights on another job. He eventually had his sights on another job, his alma mater, where he's from, a big part of his culture, by the way. If you forget, Mario Cristobal is a Cuban-American. Where are the most Cuban-Americans, including Mario's mom? Down in Miami, in the, in the Florida area. And I think that that's a consideration for him as well. And if you were looking at your next job, those are things that you would absolutely consider. As I go through my career, I would prefer to be closer to the West Coast. It's where my friends and family are for the most part. And I I would definitely prefer that. And so I I can't fault him that much for taking the job because that probably always was his number one job. And it's not as if, you know, Taggart clearly had Florida State as his his top job, but Taggart was here for about an hour. (laughs) You know, he, he didn't even make it through a full season, right? He didn't coach in the Las Vegas Bowl. And then he went down to Florida State and, and yeah, it, it did feel kind of good to see him flame out there. Now he's he's at FAU because I didn't like how things went down at the University of Oregon, how that how that all happened. And, and I'll get to Mario's process of, you know, how he went from Oregon to Miami after I tell you that Bet Online has you covered this season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. Bet Online. The best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we're talking about Mario Cristobal here. And also, side note, if you're someone who listens every day, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times. Thank you. I appreciate you having liked and subscribed, as you probably have, and listening to the show all the time. I love those sorts of people. Uh, I apologize yesterday. I definitely had some moments uh, where I, I, I brushed either my shirt or my hand up against the mic, and it you know made an uncomfortable sound. I'm going to be more vigilant about that. I, I apologize for that. But nobody is perfect, and Mario Cristobal is certainly not perfect as a head coach, which we'll get to here in a sec. But just wrapping up on him leaving Oregon and going to Miami. Was it perfect? It, no. But th- there's no perfect way 
to leave. There, there, there just, there, there just isn't right. Because at the end of the day, what we were upset about as Duck fans is that he was thinking about leaving, and we would have to go into that phase of uncertainty where we're looking for uh, a head coach. And I, I just think that. However it plays out, you're, you're never going to love it at the end of the day. It doesn't mean mistakes weren't made, but what is making you upset ultimately is that he was going to go elsewhere. And Oregon fans, I, I've noticed a lot of them are you know, kind of hostile towards Mario Cristobal or have negative feelings about him. And I, I get that, but I really don't feel that way. And I don't think you should either the same way. That, that you might have felt when Willie Taggart left at the time because Taggart was a one and done, and Cristobal was committed to Oregon. I think Cristobal loved Oregon. He was here for four years, won a couple Pac-12 championships, built up the recruiting base, kept the brand, really rebuilt the brand after it had fallen off with that 4-8 and eight season under Mark Helfrich and that staff. And so I, I don't think that the same level of, uh, of frustration or annoyance or discontent with with Cristobal is justified here because there were a lot of good reasons for him to go to Miami. And do I think Oregon's a better job? I do. And I hope it plays out that way over time because that's better for us as Duck fans. But Mario's going to succeed at Miami. I I think that's a question that a lot of Duck fans have. I, I think the answer is yes. Now, will he get him back to the glory days of contending for national championships year in and year out? He'll certainly be able to recruit at that level, right? If he did that at Oregon, he'll 100% be able to do that down in Miami where he's got Florida right there. I mean, he's in the state of Florida, for goodness sakes. And the recruiting base in Florida is much stronger than it is in Oregon. And geographically, you're in the South. There's more good players in the South. That's just a reality of college football. And being in the ACC definitely helps. The conference is pretty weak outside of Clemson. You know, there's a Pitt or a North Carolina here. Like, they're, they're good, but there's no, you know, it, it's a lot closer to the Pac-12 than it is the SEC. And he hired his offensive coordinator recently, Josh Gaddis, and their offensive visions mesh very well. They want to have a power running game as a focal point. That's what Gaddis did this past season at Michigan, and he was the Broyles Award winner for being the nation's top coordinator or or assistant coach and that's not an insignificant award to win and oh by the way Josh Gaddis who I think is really good he got worked by Dan Lanning yeah it was pretty awesome I remember that too uh just wanted to remind you in case you forgot because Dan Lanning is uh where is he oh that's right he's our head coach yeah and I'm uh I'm I'm very much a fan of that but I, I think Josh Gaddis is a good hire for Mario Cristobal, and their visions will align. And I imagine that the offense will still have the same limitations, based on what I saw from Michigan this past year, that Mario Cristobal's had the last couple of years. It'll be a strong offensive line. They'll have a good power running game. They'll be able to milk the clock and run the ball, but they'll struggle to get wide receivers involved. They won't go downfield as often, and they might not maximize you know, the skill potential that, that some of their offensive players have who they recruit. And I've heard a lot of Duck fans talk about Mario now in retrospect that he's gone because, you know, he left and put us into that phase of uncertainty. And might I remind you, I think it is going to work out just fine for the Ducks. It has historically, the last head coach to have a losing record, 
during his tenure at Oregon. Yes, that includes Willie Taggart. Last head coach with a losing record was Rich Brooks. If any of you know who Rich Brooks is, you know that describing him as a losing coach at the University of Oregon is the most unfair, ridiculous description of his time as the head coach of the Ducks. So, I mean, he's a big part of the reason that Oregon football is even relevant. It is Rich Brooks first, and then Mike Bellotti, and then Chip Kelly, and everybody else, and Phil Knight, and all, all that good stuff. But Rich Brooks was there first. So Oregon has had a lot of success with head coaches, and Dan Lanning is a, a really good hire. Oklahoma wanted him. Other schools had, had rumored to be you know looking at him, and Georgia is known for a long time he's going to leave because he's one of those guys who seems like he could be a rising star. Oregon is going to be just fine. But going back to Mario, which is the subject of the day, and look, I, I know this is a little bit dwelling in the past, but th- this is what Oregon fans are talking about all the time. And it's understandable, but that doesn't mean that it's good. It's understandable that at midnight you want to eat two bags of Skittles, but that doesn't mean that it's a good thing to do. I understand where the instinct is coming from. It's very natural. It's very normal. But that doesn't mean that you should always act on it. And I, I just I hear Duck fans talk about Cristobal all the time, like he's some disaster of a head coach, just because you know outside of recruiting and making a great offensive line, he, he can't do very much. And I, I tend to agree with that. By the way, he certainly had his limitations as a coach, but he also does a lot of things at a high level, and he did a lot of good things for the University of Oregon. That, that Dan Lanning is going to benefit from in 2022. I mean, Cristobal's leaving a great foundation of a team behind. Him and that entire staff did a great job assembling the roster year in and year out with the recruiting base, and, and that is going to help Oregon in 2022 and beyond. When Kayvon Thibodeau came to the Ducks, that sent a message to recruits nationwide. If you're a big-time player, you can come to the University of Oregon, succeed, and go on to be a top draft pick. That sort of stuff matters. High school kids pay attention. I mean, Jaleel Florence has said, Oregon's been his top school for a long time. It's been his dream school for a long time. And until you are able to build your school up to a profile or in your football program up to the sort of profile where you can generate that sort of interest, it doesn't happen. And Crystal Ball contributed to that. And for that, we should be grateful. And heck, it's entirely possible that we got the best of both worlds here. Maybe we maxed out Mario Cristobal's potential as a head coach. He did a lot of good things for the Ducks. Maybe we're bringing in a smarter head coach. I actually think that that is entirely possible. But we can't just forget about the high-level prospects that came through or the impact that Cristobal made in continuing Oregon's presence as a national brand or the Pac-12 championships that he won in the Pac-12 North division titles, you know, one and a half Pac-12 championships and division titles and whatever that the 2020 football season was. But does he have limitations as a coach? Yeah, we've seen him before. We, we've seen him. And I'll tell you all about him after I tell you this episode is brought to you, brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet 
everything that they've got. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So yes, Mario Cristobal's limitations as a coach, we saw those. Maybe he'll grow out of them. But, you know, based on who he is, Oregon was his second gig as a head coach after being at FIU. It, it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to, but people can grow. People can change. You never know. We'll, we'll see if that ends up being the case, but I'm not going to monitor it too closely because, well, I'll get to that in my, in my closing segment here. But yes, I, I'm not saying Mario Cristobal is the greatest coach in the world, but Oregon fans, you got to stop treating him like he's a disaster. He's going to win games at Miami. She's going to find a boyfriend. He'll probably be pretty good looking. It's okay because you got to focus on stuff that is in-house and what you what you can do. But yeah, the offenses were not as explosive as they should have been. They struggled throwing the ball downfield. They didn't incorporate the wide receivers into the game plan very well. That was never a major strength when Oregon had talent at that position. Game management was not always there. It was definitely not a strength of Coach Cristobal's. I mean, r- remember the Mario Cristobal era in the Las Vegas Bowl, first play from scrimmage, a timeout. Maybe we should have known back then. And he hasn't shown the potential or the ability, I should say, to develop a young quarterback to a high level. I mean, Anthony Brown didn't get better and was just kind of the same player. And Tyler Shuck was supposed to be the next guy, but he didn't develop. And Braxton Burmeister, that didn't work out very well either. So we'll see if he and Josh Gaddis are able to do that together as offensive coordinator, who, again, I'll remind you, is the Broyles Award recipient from this past season. It took a long time. And Mario Cristobal was clearly turned down by several offensive coordinators, and Gaddis was not his first hire. And part of the reason that it worked out is Josh Gaddis wanted to leave Michigan because they weren't going to make him the head coach because Harbaugh was in and out, and he just didn't want to be around that, which I totally understand for Josh Gaddis. I would have left that situation as well. But those are the sorts of things that that Miami fans might have to deal with now. But I, I, I want to close this segment with the whole reason that I'm doing this as a topic on the show today. We need to just focus on ourselves. Mario Cristobal is going to win games. It's okay. Because Oregon's going to be able to win games too with Dan Lanning. What Cristobal does no longer directly impacts the Ducks. Don't say, as the kids now say, don't let Cristobal live rent-free in your head. It does us little good as Duck fans to focus on other programs, and and to try and root against them exclusively. And if you come back with, well, it's the way he left. Tell me this. Michigan, who just lost their offensive and defensive coordinators for, for different reasons, do you think that fans of the Michigan Wolverines, who just got the upfront approach you were probably looking for, where Harbaugh said, yeah, I interviewed for these jobs, and he did it on National Signing Day, do you think they're thrilled because Harbaugh did it that way? Or, more likely, do you think they are, as I would suspect, just upset that he was looking elsewhere at all and are looking for a way to get those frustrations out? And he looked for a reason or something to cling on to, like, oh, I'm mad about this, I'm mad about that. However a coach or a player leaves a program when he's been the face of that organization for a while, it's never going to be great. It's just not going to feel good because at the end of the day, it's the 
act that matters more than how it's done. Doesn't mean that <laughs> that it was perfect, right? I'm I'm not a fan of the back channel stuff. Heck, I would prefer the Harbaugh approach to the Cristobal approach, but that doesn't mean that if I knew my head coach was actively interviewing elsewhere and he was doing it on National Signing Day because that's how the timing worked out, doesn't mean I'd be thrilled about that either. But that's why no one is ever thrilled that their coach could be looking elsewhere because there's never a perfect time. But this is the first and only time I'm going to talk about this. I thought it was worthy of a full episode because of what I have seen and heard from a lot of Duck fans about <laughs> just focusing on crystal ball so much. And I just had this this revelation of like, look, you, you don't want to become the sort of fan who is known first and foremost for rooting against another team or another person. Focus on us. Focus on the Ducks. Keep it in-house. If you become the sort of person who's known first and foremost rooting against another team rather than in favor of your own, you know what I call those people? Beaver fans. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.